Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, I'm going to tell you about the Satanic Temple, one of the most progressive religions in the world. Content warning, expect foul language, but also references to the Satanic Panic, religion, and abortion access. Let's get ready for another Human Exception. So we're going to have to take a couple steps back, because how the hell did a religion called the Satanic Temple become a major religion? Well, the year was 2012, and the place was a function at the Harvard Faculty Club. A man named Malcolm Jari had engaged in a friendly debate with a woman over a public school system. Jari's position was that public schools were more akin to prisons and not designed to actually educate, but to teach compliance with authority. The woman, on the other hand, didn't see the issue. Her public school experience had been entirely positive. The debate wasn't going anywhere until Doug Mesner, who was sitting nearby, chimed in, siding with Jari. The woman lost interest, leaving Mesner and Jari to begin their co- to become better acquainted. Unknowingly, this meeting would be the catalyst for all things to come. <laughs> Jari and Mesner didn't share much of the same interests, but quickly became friends bonding over their shared distaste of the George W. Bush administration and how the political power of conservative evangelicals was continually rising at a very alarming rate. The two became friends and even roommates for a bit. Both had held several degrees and with a big interest in music and art. Both Mesner and Jerry grew up in the age of the satanic panic. So we could talk about that a little. (laughs) So for Jari, the moral outrage and fear-mongering intrigued him, sparking a lifelong interest in psychology, while Mesner became deeply interested in the science, hoping to one day educate the, the public about the harm of recovered memories and moral panic. Mesner's research, ironically, would spawn his interest in Satanism, and he began reading the essays of Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan. And by the end of high school, he would consider himself a Satanist, and would become involved with the COS for the next decade, helping produce materials, reporting happenings, and provide illustrations for the church's documentation and newsletters. 2009, he reported on a conference held in Connecticut by a group called SMART. You're going to fucking love this. Stop Mind Control and Ritual Abuse Today. That is the organization's name. Yep. Founded in 1995, and they believe... There are made people who believe that they were victims of mind control and ritual abuse, as well as therapists who claim that they can help in their recovery. <laughs> yep. Great. Um, Does that have any tie back to Go Ask Alice or any of those books like that? I don't know if it directly does. They've only okay. been around since 95. I thought Alice was before that, though. Maybe. Okay. 
I'd have to mm. go. I did not deep dive into the satanic panic and all that. So that is something we'll have to cover fair, another fair. time. Yeah, that's like a whole, it's a whole, yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah. So 2009, Mezzer was flabbergasted that even though it was decades after the satanic panic, there were still licensed professionals supporting such ideas. He wrote a scathing article on his blog and was met with the hostility of Smart and its supporters, many accusing him, him of being involved in the cult of satanic pedophiles. Exposing Smart has become a passionate side project for him ever since. I love how you're like, y'all, your guys' like, beliefs aren't based in science and like, you're obviously a pedophile. Because <laughs> that yep. is yeah. clearly... Yep. Mm. That sounds on familiar. Today. Yep. Yeah. So we have these two very young, passionate young men who thought the system was failing and demanding change. How does that make a religion? You see, there was a bill signed in March 2012 by Florida Governor Rick Scott that allowed for students to read inspirational messages of their choosing at assemblies and sporting events. While the term inspirational messages sounds quite neutral, early drafts saw the word prayer used instead. It was very clear the bill was intended to allow for Christian prayer in school. This deeply disturbed Jari, the idea that the already sparse public school resources may be allocated to te the teaching of Christian messages was appalling, but the bill said that students could promote any inspirational message, including, in theory, a satanic one, and this idea was the spark. Jari decided that it was time that he do something to challenge the broken system, to call attention to the hypocrisy, and he knew the, the perfect way to do it was by holding a rally in support of Rick Scott. But not any rally, a satanic one. So Jari called upon Mezzer's expertise in Satanism to help him write up a speech, and he had a friend that was a filmmaker document the event. In January 25th, 2013, at the Capitol Steps, Mezzer, using the pseudonym Lucian Greaves, and four black cloak-wearing minions approached the podium, a large banner that read, Hail Satan, Hail Rick Scott, with them. Lucian Greaves went on to give a short speech condemning the public perception of Satanism as nothing more than a paranoid conspiracy theory and praising Rick Scott for the opportunity to dispel these myths and educate children about Satanism. Oh my god, that's amazing. A man in horns and a black cloak approaches the podium introduced as the high priest. <laughs> amazing. He gives a short speech that concludes with, We feel confident that Rick Scott has helped, the init helped initiate the inevitable opening the gates of hell to unleash a new Luciferian age that will last 1,000 years and beyond. Hail Rick Scott, hail Satan. <laughs> and Rick Scott, for anyone who is not American, Rick Scott is a piece of shit. I figured he's a politician. He's a politician, <laughs> but he's a Florida politician. Oof, that's directly, directly followed up by DeSantis. <clears throat> and he still is like at places like CPAC, the big conservative uh -huh. um, convention that just happened, standing on the stage going, these people are pedophiles. And I was like, yep, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, I just posted a picture from that rally. Um, pamphlets oh. were handed out containing comics and literature in support of Satanism, penned and drawn by Mesner, and was the first place that the name Lucian Greaves would appear publicly. I love how they're not even like fully cosplaying. They're just kind of like, hey, this is my D&D &D cloak because we are clearly making a point here. <laughs> oh, legit. Mark, to anyone picking up on what was being done, the rally's fucking hilarious. Um, but the conservative <laughs> religious right, well, they didn't like that at all. <laughs> The story quickly became national coverage, and it was inspiring discussion, which is what Mesner and Jari had intended, but some 
identified it as a prank, even finding a casting call that Jari's documentarian friend had put out to find their horned high priest. So they did put out a casting call to find cultists and Satans to come and be as part of this because they weren't a religion yet. They were looking for people to spread this message. And so, yeah, when that casting call was found, obviously, like, Fox and everyone was just like, oh, it's all a prank. None of it's real. But Mesner really is a Satanist, and this, these are things that they really believed in. Um, and, yeah, so the cloaks that they were using were, like, you know, party Halloween <laughs> cloaks that they got from, like, a store there for, like, 20 bucks. So it wasn't, like, a high-budget thing at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Jari and Mesner's intentions were pure. They chose Satanism as the vehicle because these are the things that COS should be doing, in Mesner's opinion, but wasn't. This was activism, and for them, it went off far better than they'd expected, though they hadn't intended to do anything else with it, much less start a religion. But then a couple short months later, on April 13th, bombs were set off at the Boston Marathon, killing three people. A horrible event made only worse when the Westboro Baptist Church declared that their plans to picket the funerals of the victims. Everyone's favorite religion. I hate the Westboro Baptist Church. Favorite. Just, they're so <laughs> disgusting. So Jari and Mesner were discussing the arrival of the Westboro Baptist Church to their city when Jari got an idea to photograph gay couples kissing over the grave of Catherine Johnston, mother <laughs> of the church's founder, Fred Phelps. God. Flash forward a couple months later, photos of a gay couple kissing over Catherine Johnson's grave while Mesner, in character as Lucian Greaves, oversees the ritual that they would then dub the Pink Mass. There's a picture. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. It's so good. It gets better. So the statement they put out was the Pink Mass was a ritual that would essentially baptize the person whose grave it was done over to be gay in the afterlife. <laughs> and thus all same-sex kisses performed over the grave would pleasure the person in the afterlife so yeah they were pleasuring fred phelps mother who was now a lesbian by performing gay rituals over her grave really is there a better wow. way to troll the mother of the westboro <laughs> Baptist Church? that is the biggest fucking troll it is oh my god the pictures naturally spread like wildfire but that wasn't all before departing mesner as greaves decided to give mrs johnson one final send-off by placing his balls on the headstone. Oh my god. Also have <laughs> which of course there are pictures of as well. <laughs> Censored, but so as Jari says, the Westboro Baptist Church feeds on hate, but there's no good reply to people laughing at you, and no one had ever <laughs> laughed at them before. <laughs> right. So Joseph P. Laycock, he's the author of Speak of the Devil, How the Satanic Temple is Changing the Way We Talk About Religion, spent a couple years researching the temple and speaking to, P to members of the church, and one of the things he heard most frequently was that the Pink Mass was one of the reasons that many joined the TST. After the Pink Mass, Jari and Mesner realized that they were onto something. For Mesner, these events weren't just public sense. Well, they were making up prayers and rituals. These things were all things that he believed in and were very much rooted in Church of Satan traditions and beliefs. He was quickly realizing that these were the things that COS should be doing, and Jari agreed. Um, according to Jari, when it began, we didn't have the audacity to think that we could start a religious movement or organization like we have now. Soon that all changed, however, when we saw just what a need there had been for such an actual, relevant, active Satanist organization, because one hadn't existed up until then. So instead of people kind of taking up the banner on their own, they all started coming to us and looking to us for the next activity. So the religion would need a spokesperson, and up until this point, it had always been Mesner under the pseudonym of Lucian Graves. 
writing all of their religious texts and speeches. He never wanted to be in the spotlight, but reluctantly he accepted the job, knowing that there really was no other way. Quote, I had to become Lucian. It just became obvious that you're not going to be able to coach somebody on what we think and feel. We couldn't constantly have a feed going in the ear. Jari felt that Mesner was the best spokesperson that they could hope for. Not only was he very knowledgeable when it came to all matters Satanists, but physically his appearance was quite striking. Mesner has a corneal scar in his right eye, which is very attention-drawing and very appropriate, as is the picture here. Wow. Yep. So, to have a religion, obviously, you have to have beliefs. The first thing that you'll notice about TST website or a pamphlet is satanic images of a goat-legged devil. But then you'll see the slogan, empathy, reason, and advocacy. These are the words that define TST and sets them apart from pretty much all other religions. And one of the most important things to understand about the Satanic Temple is that they, despite the name, they're considered a non-theistic religious organization. It basically means that they, their beliefs and practices don't actually have a focus on a god or a godlike figure. So they don't actually believe in the Satan as much as the right likes to think that's the case. They don't have a god. They're, they're, just, they're just like focuses entirely on their tenets and their beliefs. So, wherein most Catholic religions focus heavily on God and his side characters praying to them for absolution or solutions, in these religions you turn to your God to ask for forgiveness for your sins and ultimately God determines what your final destination is. If a loved one is sick, you pray to God. If you lose your job, you pray to God. Your relationship isn't working, you pray to God. Where religions like Buddhism, most of the practices revolve around eternal balance and peace and growth. You're empowered to change your own life. Now, this is obviously painting those religions in very broad strokes, but gives you a bit of a general idea. The Satanic Temple does not believe in a supernatural Satan. Instead, it employs the literary Satan as a metaphor to promote pragmatic skepticism, rational reciprocity, personal autonomy, and curiosity. Satan is thus used as a symbol representing the eternal rebel, rebel against the arbitrary authority and social norms. So according to the organization's website, their mission statement is as follows. To encourage the benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. The Satanic Temple has publicly confronted hate groups, fought for the abolition of corporal punishment in public schools, applied for equal representation when religious installments are placed on public property, provided religious exemption and legal protection against laws that unscientifically restrict women's reproductive autonomy, exposed harmful pseudoscience practitioners in mental health and mental health care, organized clubs alongside other religions after school clubs and schools besieged by proselytizing organizations and engaged in an advocacy in accordance with all of our tenants. Quite the mission statement. Yep. So they have seven core tenants. Um, and they are, one, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is ongoing and a necessary pursuit that should prevail all over laws and institutions. Three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone. Four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. 
Seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. So, very wholesome and progressive and <laughs> the good things we all should aspire to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, the Satanic Temple does have five holidays. we got February 15th, which is Lupercalia, April 30th, Hexenoc, July 25th, which is the unveiling day, October 31st, which is Halloween, and December 25th, which is Sol Invictus. One thing that they do make abundantly clear, though, is that this is not Grandpa LeVay's brand of Satanism, but something new, something more involved. One thing that Mesner repeatedly criticizes the COS for is their complete lack of action. Seriously, what is the last thing that you've heard about the Church of Satan? Like, since the Satanic Panic, have you heard anything about them? It's, it's Satanic! Just Anton LaVey going on TV and being like, ah, oh, yes, what? having sex and drinking blood is great. Right? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a nutball, but yeah. Yeah, and for me, like, the last thing I remember was I read a Marilyn Manson autobiography in high school, and there was certainly no activism or altruism involved at all. And also, you know, fuck Marilyn Manson, that's another story. Mm. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So on their website, TST has a handy quick reference guide that depicts the differences between TST and COS. Yeah, I've looked at this guide before. I like it a lot because people assume the two groups are the same thing and they really are not at all. Not even close, yeah. Quick summary, of course, is that like, yeah, COS was established in 1966, TST was 2013. Um, Obviously, TST is really involved in activism and actively doing things where COS really doesn't do anything. Also, COS has membership fees, and TST does not. Nope. You can join for free. I am a member. So the spread. So the religion's stunts, as it's called by the media, drew attention, international attention. And before long, people were all over the world that wanted to be a part of TST. Chapters of TST have been established across North America, Europe, and Australia. The first was established in Detroit, Michigan in 2014. Mm-hmm. You, I, it's actually on my list the next time to go to the satanic temple when i'm in detroit uh i have some friends who are like uh you live near detroit we're going to the satanic temple (laughs) i'm gonna go but um i i'm surprised it's open but we'll get to that (laughs) yeah yeah well you can like i think you can kind of like walk around and do all that kind of thing but yeah it's a little more complicated but that like i said we'll get to it and then we'll talk about it because now I'm, i'm curious about what is happening there so um fuck what is happening upstairs bam Oh, I think they're vacuuming the linoleum. Oh. you do that. Um, My goodness. Anyways. The Satanic Temple opened its official headquarters in Salem, Massachusetts in 2016. The former Victorian funeral home is painted charcoal with and doubles as the Salem Art Gallery. Oh, cool. Yeah. So to establish chapter, you must apply to the Council of the Satanic Tr- Temple. All applicants must have two leaders for their chapter to help with stability in case one has to take a leave of absence or becomes unable to fulfill their duty to the temple. Those two leaders are then interviewed, usually by Mesner and Jari themselves and sometimes other members of the council. And once the application is approved, the chapter will be assigned a council member as a point of contact. This hasn't always been smooth sailing, though. The popularity of the Satanic Temple skyrocketed with each protest and piece of activism that the temple performed, and demand for new chapters exploded from all over the world, and the council had difficulties keeping up with it all. 
they had never expected such interest and had never intended for their religion to even spread overseas. So they didn't even know what the laws were over there, but there they were. So as they worked through the backlog of applications, there were times when they had to deny applications for safety reasons. Some of the places that wanted to establish chapters would put themselves at serious risk of religiously motivated violence. Think of places like Peru and Uganda. And Mesner Jari knew that there was no way that they could ensure their safety, so they could not sanction them creating something like that. Like, in those kind of countries, you'll get killed for that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? So with such a demand and such a backlog, naturally unofficial chapters would be established by those waiting for their applications to go through. TSC also has multiple official online communities serving various congregations. Unofficial communities have surfaced on platforms such as Discord and Reddit, where a popular unofficial subreddit is r slash satanic temple underscore reddit. An online forum serving TSC members and Satanists who identify with the seven tenants, with over 31,000 subscribers as of April 2022. So Jari and Mesner's concern about safety of their people was not ill-founded. While to many of us on the left-leaning spectrum and of alternative lifestyles perspectives, TSD sounds like a great thing. Standing up to the men, fighting for human rights, and this isn't really, this isn't something everyone is excited about though. And TSD has faced issues with discrimination and even death threats. In May 2014, the temple scheduled a black mass to be held on the Harvard University campus, sponsored by the Harvard Extension Cultural Studies Club. The event was forced to relocate off campus due to several oppositions by the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Boston and school administrators. SatanCon, which was February 12, 2022, the Satan Temple held, held their first SatanCon convention inside the Sagora Hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona. Inside the hotel, hundreds of Christians protested the convention, holding crucifixes, crosses, and signs denouncing Satan. According to one report based on a tweet, at one point police were forced to intervene at the protest after some Protestant and Catholic protesters started to fight against each other over their differing theological beliefs. Wow. You're part of the same branch of religion and you can't even be around each other. Satanic Temple has received some criticism for their actions, most notably from religious organizations and figures. Many critics state that they believe the temple is not a serious organization and is instead meant to be a prank, form of satire, or an elaborate trolling attempt. Greaves and Blackmore, who was uh, one of the previous leader of the Detroit location, have both dismissed these claims. As Greaves stated in a 2013 interview with Vice, the temple could be both satanic and satirical. And Blackmore has also stated that people believe that they are trying to cause trouble for no reason except to be shocking. She says that's not the case. You know, adding to a dialogue that's already there and asking for rights, just like anyone else. It's so interesting to, you know, be like, oh, they're so shocking. I'm like, shocking to who? Yeah, with like very particular worldviews because they're like, we oppose the fact that you're being assholes and racists and bigots to people. We're not cool with that. Yeah, and we know how okay. the right loves to play the victims, right? So, <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's really uh, it, it's the more and more I think about it, I was like, God, the older I get, the more atheist I become. This like, <laughs> <laughs> like starting to really lean a certain, but it's it's unfortunate because like religion should be a good thing. It should provide comfort to people when they need it, if they so choose to believe. And it's been twisted into this thing that, you know, carves giant swaths of, of, of breaks between human beings. And it's really unfortunate to see that when it's like, I'm pretty sure 
you're Jesus, not cool with what you're doing. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, like, if we look at, like, you know, the basic literature of the things that you're supposed to be to, to do to be a good fucking person, yeah, these people aren't doing them. Like, the bulk of the ones right. you see in the news just aren't doing them. It's really, fr- it's really, really frustrating. And then they get all up in arms like, oh, satanic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but they're the ones who are like, yeah, don't, don't be an asshole. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe just don't. <laughs> so TSD has generated positive attention as well. So on this line, Valerie Tarico of Salon wrote that the tenants were e- egalitarian and truer to the words of Jesus than most Christians. Fucking thank you. There we yes. go. <laughs> Referring to the tenants as expressing the primacy of compassion and empathy and conducive to a, plan- to a path of equanimity. This sentiment was also echoed by progressive secular humanist blogger Michael Stone, who compared the tenants as superior to the Ten Commandments, claiming the tenants offered a more moral and a more optimistic stance, emphasizing positive and pro-social values. Yeah. Um, so on April 25th, 2019, the temple announced that it had received tax-exempt status. So from the Internal yeah. Revenue Service, being classified as a church of convention or association of churches. So fuck y'all, it's actually a religion. The government recognizes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that's in the two tax the new stack status status, co-founder Lucian Greaves stated, in light of theocratic assaults upon the separation of church and state and the legislative effort to establish a codified place of privilege for one religious viewpoint, we feel that accepting the religious status that the religious tax exemption rather than renouncing it in protest can help us better assert our claims to equal access and exemption while, tr- while laying to rest any suspicions that we don't meet the qualifications of a true religious organization. Satanism is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Hail <laughs> Satan, what? And of course, you know, there has been a documentary um, that has been made about the Satanic Temple called Hail Satan and there's also the book, the, 2020, the 2020 book Speak of the Devil, How the Satanic Temple is Changing the Way We Talk About Religion, which is a book that I reference a lot during this research because it's very thorough at covering the history and is very good at providing an unbiased review of all things Satanic Temple. Is that the, the Oxford Press one? Yes. Yeah, I need to read that. It's um also available on Audible if you have any credits. That's what okay. I bought the, the ebook and the, and the uh, and use my credits on Audible so I could listen to it. Sweet. I can't oh, okay. See the text on Audible, but <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's yeah, it's fucking buck it's wild. Thing. Anyways, okay, yeah, cool. it's available. Yeah, so let's get to the fun stuff, which is the activism. We're gonna talk about Baphomet. <laughs> so one of the most well-known stunts performed by TST involved the creation of an 8.5 foot tall bronze statue of Baphomet. Baphomet is a half goat, half human figure with angel-like wings, horns, and breasts, as pictured here in an early illustration by Eliphas Levi, published in 1856. Come on, don't be too powerful. Oh yeah, it's not too powerful. (laughs) So yeah, 1856, that's where the strong comes from. Okay. So Baphomet was a deity allegedly worshipped by the Knights Templar that would end up becoming incorporated into various occult traditions, and of course, heavy metal bands. Um, The name Baphomet appeared in trial transcripts for the in the Inquisition of the Knights Templar during thir- starting in 1307. It first came into popular English usage in the 19th century during debate and speculation on the reasons for the suppression of the Templar order. Which I find so interesting that it was a symbol of the Templars. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, yeah. Wow. 
So the image drawn by Eliphas Levi composed of binary elements representing the symbolization of equilibrium of opposites, half human, half animal, male and female, good and evil, etc. Levi's intention was to symbolize this concept of balance with Baphomet representing the goal of perfect social order. So as you would expect, this is a popular symbol among satanic and witchcraft religions and practices. So naturally, when TSD wanted to challenge the installment of the Ten Commandments monument that had been installed at the Oklahoma State Capitol, this was the perfect mm-hmm. symbol. See, TSD didn't have a problem with the Ten Commandments, per se. But what they did have a problem with was the lack of separation of church and state. For so long as, for so long in the U.S., religious plurality and freedom has mostly been symbolic, with only really Christian religions being able to take full advantage of these laws. TST petitioned the council responsible for the Capitol grounds, requesting that they could put their own religious symbol on the grounds as well, basically saying they either uphold the law that allows for religious expression of any kind, or take down the Ten Commandments. The council didn't know what to make of this, and many assumed it was a joke. But then TST began a very successful Indiegogo campaign, and with it drew the attention of the nation. And not long after, other petitions and donations from other religions started to pour in as well, including a statue of the monkey deity Lord Hanuman from the Universal Society of Hinduism, and even a flying spaghetti monster from everyone's favorite to satirical internet religion. Yeah. Yes. This saying, fuck yeah. And apparently even PETA offered a monument as to what that was. I don't know, and I don't think I want to know. <laughs> no, I don't either. Also, they're not a religion. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're, they're awful. So, the more attention this petition received, the more pressure it put on the Oklahoma legislature to declare their position. Mike Reynolds, a state representative, argued that the Ten Commandments had historical significance. But Mesner was quick to counter with the fact that so does Satan. As quoted, Satanism is a fundamental component of the genesis of American liberty. Medieval witch hunts taught us to adopt presumption of innocence, secular law, and the more substantive burden of proof. Today, we are rightly offended by the notion of blasphemy laws and divine fiats. Acknowledging wrongful persecutions has helped shape the legal system that preserves the sovereignty of our skeptics, heretics, and the misunderstood. It has shaped a proud culture of tolerance and free inquiry. This is to be a historical marker commemorating the scapegoats, the marginalized, the demonized minority, and the unjustly outcast. The guy's a good fellow. Wow, it sounds like the original Christianity, I'm just saying. Uh, Right? Right. How far have they strayed? Yeah, let's burn some witches. <laughs> so many celebrated TST stance, fighting the man, fighting for justice and equality, but others were appalled and voiced it very loudly, including Bernard McGurk, McGurk a Fox News executive producer, who had this to say uh, on January 9th, 2014. Bernard McGurk. That's all I got. That's what it sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he said they should be able to put the statue up and then they should be shot right next to it on live television. What the fuck? Yes. Holy this fuck. is what an executive producer of Fox said on television. This is why he's an executive wow. producer of Fox. <laughs> so legal Boy. counsel for TSD responded with a letter to Fox News demanding an apology stating that advocacy of the murder of American citizens based on their religious beliefs is intolerable and sickening for Fox News to disseminate such a position as part of a televised debate on a national network strikes at the heart of the country's founding principles and potentially places the temple's members in imminent danger. McGurk did respond with an on-air apology stating 
My comments were rooted in ignorance. Satanists do not promote evil a la Charles Manson. Jesus Christ. Instead of, maybe I shouldn't have advocated for the mass shooting of people, you fucking... Right? Piece of shit. No, but remember, if he doesn't advocate for mass shootings, then he's against guns, and he can't have that. God damn it, Nathan! (laughs) (laughs) So with all the tension that a proposal was causing, when it was time to begin the construction of the statue, TSD decided to go for broke or go home, and to have the 8.5-foot statue made out of bronze. The campaign had brought in $30,000, but the 1.5-ton statue would end up costing $100,000. Jari and Mesner would foot the rest of the bill out of their own pockets. They were in it to win it. So a decision was made to not include breasts on their Baphomet, despite it being the traditional representation. They had to comply with the standards of the Oklahoma Capital Preservation Commission. And then a six-month construction was underway. Listen, that original art of Baphomet with with the, the titties is really impressive. I enjoy it. It's real good. <laughs> On October 2014, though, Michael Tate Reed, a self-described Jesus freak diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, destroyed the Ten Commandments monument by crashing his car into it. Oh no, what? Greaves released a statement announcing that TSD was appalled by this act of vandalism, and he explained, To be clear, the Satanic Temple will not seek to erect its monument unless the Ten Commandments is restored. It's like, we're only here for direct opposition. (laughs) Like, you can't kick a man while he's down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So in July 2015, the Baphomet statue would be unveiled in Detroit, but only a few months later, the Ten Commandments monument was removed from Oklahoma Capitol, leaving Baphomet without a purpose, and it would be moved to the TSD headquarters that were established in September 2016. But huh. back in 2015, a nearly identical controversy began when the Arkansas state legislature passed a bill decreeing that the erect of a Ten Commandments monument at their state capitol shall be done. So naturally, TSD made the same offer time their petition was taken very seriously (laughs) even come to discussions on where on the grounds that their statue would go but before their petition could go to hearing the petition was cancelled due to a new law that was applied retroactively to their proposal that required that legislation must approve any monument proposals before the Arts and Grounds Commission can even get a say in this bill was even rushed into laws as declared an emergency because it was necessary for the preservation of public peace, health, and safety Folk, we cannot have the statue here. <laughs> wow. It's an emergency. <laughs> it's an emergency. Jesus Christ. So TST's lawyer would argue that this was discrimination. But in the meantime, legislature installed the Ten Commandments Monument on June, 20, uh, June 18, 2017. As TST was preparing to go to legal war, the point, the point became moot because our good friend Michael Tate Reed, a resident of Arkansas, once again destroyed the Ten Commandments monument with his car. And this time what? he filmed it yelling freedom. Holy shit. Wow. And oh don't worry, God. I have a video. What? There's a video? Yeah, I'm, one second. I'm fucking ready. Oh my God. Yeah, so this, is, <laughs> this is the video. No way. And it wasn't ever taken down? What? No. Like, I, like obviously, it got on the internet, man. <laughs> Freedom! No way. <gasps> what the fuck? What? So the part I love the most about this is this is a Christian taking out the Ten Commandments. What? Freedom! 
I don't hate I, it. I'm not gonna lie. Not that I'm advocating yeah. construction of property. However, yeah. however, I don't disagree with him on that. No, yeah. I really don't. Like, I'm. Sh- I'm. I'm. I heard you say it before, Kayla, but it like didn't penetrate didn't my brain. Click. Yeah, until I watched that, and he was like, I, "But I also believe that." We should not be given one religion any other any leg up on top of another because I believe in the Constitution. I'm like, oh my well, God! Yeah. Someone who actually read it, right? What? <laughs> like, so many people confuse the Ten Commandments and the Constitution. They are not the same. No, <laughs> not even close. It was written specifically to not favor any religion. Absolutely. There's um. I will just say this because I've read it and I think it's a. I think it's a really important book. It's actually literally. Right back here on my shelf. It's called The Founding Myth. Um, It's by Andrew Seidel, who's an attorney for the Freedom from Religion um, Society. And they they kind of they kind of work in the same vein as the Satanic Temple. Like when something comes up and someone's trying to push a very clear Christian um, agenda on a, a group of people, they will file a lawsuit. So they work in that same kind of vein with like Satanic Temple, ACLU type of a thing and it it really is like everything that these fuckers think or believe about oh the founders blah 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 it's all wrong Mm -hmm. it's like a massive game of telephone and no one went back and checked the facts yes exactly it's like it like i feel like anybody who's interested in this kind of thing like it's worth a read because seidel really delves deep into history where it might make some of these people uncomfortable a little bit you know and i feel like they could benefit from being made uncomfortable yeah so the documentary i watched the hail satan one which you can rent on um like google video is available i'm sure it's available on more places in the states but um one thing yeah they did talk about that how you know this whole idea of a christian nation really didn't come around to i think it was world war ii they said because Mm -hmm. then it was it became a whole thing of like Oh, the reason that all this bad stuff is happening is because you guys stopped believing in God. Yep. And it's just like... It's uh, that scramble after a massive catastrophe, yeah, to try to give it reason other than, wow, we suck. Well, and also (laughs) a reactionary to communism, because there was like something like, communism's terrible, it strips religion, da-da-da-da-da, will be the anti-communism to the extreme. And it's fucking, mm-hmm. I find yep. it so fucking hilarious because they're like, oh, Russia, they don't believe in God and they're communists. And it's like, well, you know what? They're actually one of the most aggressive Christian religious one of the extremists most. out yeah. there. <laughs> like, they've killed yeah. people for, like, having beards over this. Like, yep. Yeah, I've friends. talked to my my Polish friend about that a little bit because she's, I mean, they're right there, right? They're right yeah. on the border with Ukraine and and have seen some of the shit going on and she's like yeah poland's bad enough and then you you get into to russian orthodoxy and it's a whole other ball game it's fucking Mm -hmm. wild there's a story (laughs) yep (laughs) so yeah um the new a new ten commandments moment was installed on april 26 2018 this time with concrete barriers to prevent car attack TST filed their discrimination suit, which is still pending today. In the meantime, Baphomet continues to live at the Salem headquarters. And here is a picture. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan, fuck yeah. And this statue's fucking amazing, by the way. That is real cool. Yes, like, nearly nine feet tall. Like, they wanted to make it, like, you know, big enough that you could sit in Baphomet's lap and contemplate things was the idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just missing the titties. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, Especially like I, I totally understand yeah. re- yeah. the reason they didn't. I get do it. That, just because like you're already fighting up a hill, but like right. But at the same time, titties should not be controversial. So they yeah. shouldn't be. Right. That's a bigger problem. No. <laughs> That's a bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say that like I've seen statues in public government places with titties, like like greek oh. or romanesque statuary oh totally lady justice yeah, yeah but yeah i'm pretty you know, you sure you know you know that they would like use that as a point against them and like oh well you can't do that's public right. indecency like she's they needed, breastfeeding they needed, like, the concept their, of their justice yeah it's like <laughs> what the fuck that breastfeeding would be beautiful I want that would one. be amazing mm-hmm. oh my god right. courtney <laughs> all right so Let's go through some of the other advocacies. Um, one is the Gray Faction, which was a project with the goal of exposing malpractice and pseudoscience associated with satanic ritual abuse and conspiracy theories. The Gray Faction protests medical conference, initiates legal action, and petitions medical boards. The Pro- uh, Protect the Children Project, which was launched in spring of 2014, the Protect the Children Project aims to offer First Amendment protection to support children who may be at risk for being subjected to mental or physical abuse in school by teachers and administration through the use of solitary confinement, restraints, or corporal punishment. In March 2017, the Satanic Temple launched an anti-spanking campaign against corporal punishment in schools as part of the Protect the Children Project. They unveiled billboards in Texas, which read, Never be hit in school again. Exercise your religious rights. <laughs> and like, part of the reason they did this, and I, I think it was 2017 they were looking at it. They were looking at the stats for a year around that area, like a, re- a recent year, like within the last like decade or so, that uh, said that 0.7% of children in America suffered like a spanking or some sort at school by a oh, school. Fuck official 0.7 percent doesn't seem like much but fuck why are we doing this yeah why are we I think still robert doing evans yeah. said something about that on behind the bastards that he got that he got spanked in school in oklahoma and he's not that much older that he i think he's about the same age as us yeah fuck yeah he's mid 30s yeah yeah fucking yeah. bonkers what the fuck yeah so then we have the planned parenthood counter protests which are so fucking good um, on August 22nd, 2015, the Detroit chapter of the Satanic Temple held a counter-protest outside of Ferndale Planned Parenthood location in response to an anti-abortionist group's planned protest on the same date. This was not the first time that they uh, held an, a protest of this type. Um, they also held one previously in 2013, uh, where they brought children to Texas state capitol who chanted, Fuck you! Hail Satan! while holding signs that said, Stay out of my mommy's vagina! <laughs> On April 23rd, 2016, members of the Detroit chapter of the Temple countered protests the citizens of a pro-life society's protest of Planned Parenthood. Temple members dressed in bondage fetish clothing, wearing baby masks and diapers while engaging in flagellation. The Temple said that the reason for this process was to expose the anti-choice protest as an act of fetal idolatry. 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 Yeah, sure. Um, highlighting the fetishization and abstraction of the baby. Oh my so, yeah. god. Oh, you guys are just, yeah, it's just... Public flagellation? Amazing. Yep. It's a lot. <gasps> but, yep. <laughs> November 2015, the temple received media attention for offering to take in Muslims or refugees that were, being af- that were afraid of experiencing backlash after the 2015 terrorist attacks in Paris. Hmm. 
Um, then we have the demonization of Jun Junipero Serra. The Temple's Los Angeles chapter protested the canonization of Junipero Serra by Pope Francis in, in October 2015, where they held a ceremony, ceremony where they demonized the Christian missionary, stating that Serra helped enslave thousands of Native Americans and that he also, he also led the Spanish Inquisition in these territories try and trying residents of the missions for the crimes of sorcery, witchcraft, and devil worship. So the Pope like, yeah, we're going to like make this guy like a religious hero. And they're like, mm -hmm. fuck no. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Mm -mm. Um, the pentagram ritual. So on June 16, 2016, the temple performed a pentagram, pentagram ritual around Lancaster, California, to support the California State Senate candidate, Steve Hill, who they hope to be the first Satanic Temple member elected to public office. They did not make it, but <laughs> they had somebody. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, after School Satan is an after school program sponsored by the Satanic Temple. It was created in July 2016 as an alternative to the Christian based after school program called the Good News Club. Because, like, you got think after school programs and any religious ones are almost always Christian. Like, I don't think yep. I've ever seen an oh, after school yeah. club that was another religion. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember stuff from high school. Yeah. Like praying around the flag. Because I, uh, for context, I graduated high school in 2003. So I was a junior when 9 11 happened. And a lot of the kids in my school were very obsessed with trying to convert non-believers to Christianity, which I was always like, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but they would do this thing every morning where they would, the, the high school, like where you parked, because we all had like beater cars, you know. And where you parked and you had to walk in, it was right there by the flagpole. And so there would be a big ring of my fellow students out there by the flagpole holding hands in a prayer circle. And they would try to recruit no. you into it. And I would be like, I'm going to fuck you up if you touch me. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I, <laughs> I will fuck your shit up. Do not. And I was wild. not having it. It, it was uh -huh. wild. But it happened everywhere. And it, it's it's it was always Christian. It was always yeah. So like I would have I would have loved to have had the the wherewithal or even the the knowledge to be like yep hail Satan what up y'all you know just like <laughs> just to piss yeah. them off because they were so regimented in their beliefs and it was unfortunate because it was like you're a very smart person but on this thing you're very stupid and I don't know why you were trying to force things down other people's throats. Yeah, so. believe in Jesus, do whatever the fuck you want, but leave other people out of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, leave other people alone. Yeah. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah. All right, so Los Angeles Satanic Mass on January 14, 2017, a week before Trump's presidential inauguration, the temple hosted what is billed as the largest satanic gathering in history, hoping to double the attendance of the 2015 gathering in Detroit for the Baphomet unveiling. Film crews from Vice and Nat Geo were on hand to document the event. The mass included three parts, invocation ritual, a destruction ritual, and a bloodletting ritual. Local Los Angeles media was also on hand to cover the event, calling the event a bloody good time. All right, holiday, holiday displays. Uh, chapters throughout the United States have erected various displays to appear adjacent to the Christian nativity scenes on public grounds. A display in the Florida State Capitol Rotunda in 2014 featured an angel falling from the sky into a pit of flames, which was vandalized and then modified as a result. 
That same year, a display at the Michigan State Capitol featured the message, the greatest gift is knowledge, and a depiction of a snake wrapped around a black leviathan cross. Sponsored by the Detroit chapter, this snaketivity display returned to Lansing Capitol grounds in 2015 and again in 2016. Yeah. I just love snaketivity. Snaketivity is real good. I love love that. It's Um, really nice. Also, snakes are dope. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So following a pandemic hiatus on holiday displays in state capitol, the Illinois congregation announced a new sculpture for the rotunda in celebration of Sol Invictus in 2021. Baphomet as a newborn baby, local Catholic bishop Thomas Paraki declined an invitation to attend the installation of the statue, which took place on December 20th. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to come see her? Demon baby. <laughs> Religious abortion rituals. So following a failed abortion lawsuit in June 2020, the Satanic Temple announced a religious abortion abortion ritual on August 5th, 2020, exempting members in RFRA states from enduring medically unnecessary and unscientific abortion regulations when seeking to terminate their pregnancy. September 2021, as part of its position to the Texas Heartbeat Act, or opposition, sorry, the uh, Satanic Temple wrote the U.S. Food and Drug Administration saying that it had a faith-based right to access medical abortion drugs, including mesipertol and mifeprestone. Medical words that I don't know. <laughs> and in 2022, Roe v. Wade was overturned and a Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization ending federal abortion rights and allowing individual states to regulate their own abortion laws. Following this, the Satanic Temple commented on Twitter that the organization was the leading beacon in the, in, in the fight to battle for abortion access, and that a religious exemption from the Satanic Temple will be available to challenge to, uh, right. to, available challenge to many restrictions to many areas. And they've already been funneling, they've been using um, their mm-hmm. social profile to funnel funds to the national abortion funds that then disperse out to the states. And it's really cool to see how they've been, how the Satanic Temple has been helping those funds. A lot of them are operating in the Deep South. They're operating in Texas and Florida and Arkansas and some of these places where, like, like poverty is rampant and, and people with uteruses don't have the ability to leave the state to go somewhere more friendly mm-hmm. toward. Yeah, so it's they've been doing some some good shit. Um, though it was criticized by the Jezebel magazine that this could put women seeking abortion into legal jeopardy, as this claim was untested. Like, we don't know if they if someone shows up and says, like, I deserve an abortion because of a religious right, we don't know what's going to happen to them. So um, oh, that is yeah. a weird gray ground. So, like, pretty much what they said is, like, talk to your local chapter head and we'll do what we can to help you. There's no guarantee yeah. that they'll cover legal fees or anything like that, but they're going to try. Right. Absolutely. They're going to try. They're going to do what they can. Yeah, because everything is gray right now and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it it just harms it just harms fifty one percent of the population. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So other acts was menstruation for Satan in Tucson, Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, <laughs> where they collected donations of menstrual products for homeless shelters as well as socks. In Seattle, there were massive blood drives. In Arizona, they adopted a stretch of the I ten and would maintain that section of the highway using pitchforks to pick up the trash. Fuck and yes. something similar to a beach in Santa Cruz. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my god. Oh god. So not only are they involved at a national level, they are very much involved in their local communities helping wherever they can. Yep. They really are. Yeah. It's 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 one of those I'm always very cynical about like charities and that kind of thing, but when I look at what the Satanic Temple is doing, they're doing a lot more than a lot of other places are doing, and it's it's nice to see that. 
but it's not all sunshine and social justice. In 2018, mm-hmm. Jax Blackmore, the head of the Detroit chapter of TST, held a ritual on behalf of the Satanic Temple with members of the local chapter. This ritual would turn out to be an aggressive performance art, art which included taking the heads of hogs and impaling them on spikes to, uh- quote, shock the audience into resisting the forces of theocracy and patriarchy. All the while, Blackmore spurring the crowd on, cited saying, we are going to disrupt, distort, destroy. We are going to storm press conferences, kidnap an executive, release snakes in the governor's mansion, and execute the president. Oh, cool. So a crazy person. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So this didn't fly with Mesner or Charlie. As you would expect, you know, calling for violence and demonstrating violence against animals, even dead ones, just wasn't kosher. And it really wasn't what the TST is about. And not only that, it put the whole religion at risk of a serious liability in a federal investigation because you guys are threatening oh. to kill the, the, the president. Yep. You know? Yeah, you can't you can't do that shit. No. That, you can't that, do that. That crosses the line that you just can't fucking do that. So Mesner contacted Blackmore when he heard about the performance and asked her to step down, which she did. She believes she was dismissed unfairly and that the event was purely performance art and was supposed to mirror the Trump rallies, which, like, I personally get what she was trying to do, but it was right. in poor taste. And I know if but, I were running yeah. an organization, that's not what how I want to be represented. Not... Exactly, exactly. There is a line between display and taste and you fucking crossed it. Yeah. Yeah, and just having Satan in your name is already putting you under a microscope and they're going to find any way to fuck you up. So right. you gotta. So why would you Lord. ever want to do something that was like what happened right. at a Trump rally? Yeah. Why? That's right. not okay. Right. This departure would begin an exodus of members and chapters from TST leaving. Many claimed that they had joined because of Blackmore, and others said that the TST needed to have more teeth. Which, of course, this is during the Trump administration, so I understand what people were pissed, right? Mm-hmm. But right, right, right. The chapters in Detroit, Portland, Oregon, LA. California and UK all split from the church, causing a schism and some forming another religious satanic organization called the Global Order of Satan. This is why I was curious about with your chapter being open still. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm really curious if, if, if it may have brought new people in for that, but yeah. It, yeah, it could have shifted. Like, I, I don't really know the the dynamics there. I don't really know what's going on. I just know it's it's very close. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. It's worth checking out. I'd be really curious to see. Totally. Yeah. So another schism occurred um, around this time forming the group Hella in 2018. So Blackmore and many members that had departed would go on to give interviews or host podcasts where they would talk about their experience at TST. And a common sentiment was a lack of diversity in TST and that it was primarily ran by white men. In, in this dissent, discussions of NDAs that TSD had their leaders sign and the fact that they were working with a pro bono, lo- pro bono lawyer, Mark Randazza, who is most famous for representing neo-Nazis and even Infowars, all in the name of free speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're working with him because, like, obviously they, they believe completely in free speech. Like, unapologetic free speech is a big thing for Mesner. So it, like, makes sense that Randazza would be like, yeah, fucking, I'll represent you for free, but also... Not yeah. Not great. <laughs> not great. Not great. It's it's a very 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 fine line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So clearly, this pain of the entire organization is an alt right fascist paragon. Great. Cool. Yeah. So Mesner was accused of being racist and hating Jews based on a 2002 podcast that he'd been a part of. It was one of those 24-hour marathon live podcast events hosted by Radio Satan to promote the Might is Right 
which was a um, Church of, of Satan book that was coming out. And Mesner had done the illustrations for the book, so was invited to join the stream. As you would expect, the podcast is one of those intentionally offensive and edgelord-esque shows. And at one point during the broadcast, the radio host, Bugby, makes some anti-Semitic comments. Masner seems to try and use humor to shift the conversation, but then Bugby's wife starts in on the Holocaust denial and interrupting Mesner. Oh, for the love of... Yeah, so is is Mesner anti-Semitic? It's hard to say. Mesner was in his mid-20s at this time. This would be a decade before TST would form. Mesner has never liked being the center of attention. That awkwardness can really be seen in his early speeches on behalf of TST. Like, like he's like he's not someone who ever spoke to people before. You can tell. And so the conversation as it occurred is distasteful at best. But a few throwaway lines in a twenty-four hour podcast meant to offend. It's not a good look, but it's not damning. So note that these lines were found by members of Smart the Stop Mind Control and Ritual Abuse Today Club, who listened and transcribed the entire 24-hour show looking for anything to use against Mesner, and that is what they came back with. But alongside Black... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alongside Blackmore's claims, it does give these lines some new significance. Meanwhile, Billy Roper, white supremacist leader, was condemning TST because they celebrated anarcho-communism, homosexuality, and race mixing. (laughs) So you guys are the alt-right, but the alt-right doesn't like you. Oh my god. So UCTST was hosting a rally in Arkansas around this time, so naturally white supremacists and Thomas Robb, leader of the Knights of the KKK, showed up to protest the rally. Mesner got in the podium and talked about the importance of separating church and state and said, I feel I have to comment on the comic relief of these flabby old of these flabby old men who fashion themselves as the master race. They may not be fine physical specimens, but they aren't fine intellectual specimens either, nor were they able to rally a good counter-rally. But I'm sure your mummies thought you were handsome as a little boy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this was, a, this, this was kind of like a, a religious rally to kind of, for church of state, and so like, there were Christian people there. There was atheists there. It's all speaking on behalf of like, yeah, these things, things need to be separated and stuff. And we need to uh-huh. do better. So we have claims. We have counterclaims. So where is the truth? James R. Lewis conducted a series of online surveys on Satanists between 2000 and 2011. And from those surveys, the grand majority of the Satanists were white and heterosexual males, which really isn't surprising. No such mm-hmm. surveys have ever been done in TST. But there are indications that membership has a much higher rate of racial minorities, women, and LGBTQ LGBTQ people than Satanists of Eros Pass. The author Joseph P. Laycock traveled to several chapters during his research and found the chapter demographics seemed to reflect the demographics of the areas they were founded in. In meetings in Austin and San Marcos, they encountered a sizable Latinx uh, presence. When he asked uh, Nell Satali, a leader of the TST West Florida, she was a a Latina born in Mexico who he asked if she had any experience with any diversity issues in TST. And what she said was, I'm really disappointed that that, that was a conversation we had to have because there is no racism. I'll be the number one person to call out the white male empowered bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. The author found that meetings he attended were nearly 50-50 men and women and more than 50% of the chapter heads were female. TST draws in a large number of LGBTQ members as part of because of their many campaigns defending LGBTQ rights. Chapter heads of Albany and Chicago estimated that 75% of their congregation identifies as LGBTQ2. That's such a hard word to say. <laughs> um, people it's with very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, letters. 
People with disabilities make up a less studied area of diversity, but Donnie, chapter head of TSD Springfield, estimated that a quarter of his chapter had a disability, including a significant number of disabled veterans. But no one disagreed that more diversity was a bad thing. Or, yeah, more diversity is good. <laughs> but the question of how to encourage that is a tricky one. One hurdle is that many minorities already have their own communities, making an outside religion less attractive, particularly black and Latinx communities where Christianity tends to be a central pillar for those entire communities. Yeah. Several black interviewees pointed out that the subculture associated with Satanism, especially heavy metal, heavy metal music, holds little appeal, little appeal for most black people. Steve Hill is a black comedian, activist, and political candidate, as well as a former chapter head for TSTLA. He commented that the aesthetic sort of pins you into a hole, but he felt that there would be more black Satanists in the future, adding, people think we don't exist. Complaints about diversity problem within TSD really meant that the leadership seemed to be predominantly white and male. That is such that it, it could not understand the problems faced by minority members. TSD co-founders are indeed white, heterosexual males, but the council is more diverse. Although its composition has shifted wildly over the years, the NC has never been entirely male. It has been as high as two-thirds female, including members who, including a member who was a transgender, transgender woman. It also has never been entirely heterosexual, though it has at times been entirely white. Increasing diversity in TSD has two primary issues. One being tokenism. No one wants to be a fucking token. That's shitty. And two, being a TSD chapter head comes with a lot of stigma, one that may have a greater impact on those with less social privilege. The author spoke to chapter heads in TSD Chicago, where they talked about how they had a member who was a black lesbian who, who was interested in running as treasurer, but after they talked about it in depth, she decided she didn't want to take that role because her name appearing on TST financial documents could harm her career, which is a very legitimate concern. But this doesn't mean that TST is resting on their laurels. A diversity committee has since been created. Efforts towards a much more structured, and organized, a much, much more structured organization has begun. With each chapter running largely independently, it's very easy for work becoming imbalanced with some volunteers way overworked. And the lack of structure means that individual chapters have to work that much harder to make their own structure. This is something that they're looking to fix by providing training and additional structure that will allow for these individual chapters to be more self-sufficient and lessen the burden on the local leadership. Mesner and Jari and their council continue to strive to make TSD better for all and to continue the fight for equality. And the other groups? There has been no evidence of TSD moving against, undermining, or disparaging them. As Jari says, we are very open and respecting of the rights of others to pursue whatever interpre interpretation they believe in, and we do not believe we have a monopoly on Satanism. And John Winningham, a TSD Houston uh, chapter head, says, the more official Satanic organizations out there, the better. And the schisms weren't even unexpected. All the way back in 2013, Jari and Mesner predicted that such a thing was inevitable. What else is going to happen when you get together a bunch of people passionate about social justice and rebelling against the status quo and you try to organize them? People are going to split up. Yeah. And the way they see it, it's a good thing. Getting upset means you understand the content and it means that you care. And the more organizations out there fighting for social justice, the better. And every departure and the negative feedback provided was an opportunity for TST to reassess and work to better itself as it continues to try and do every day. That is a satanic temple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. And when humans get involved, it's always complicated and messy. And nothing is, mm -hmm. you know, straightforward. Mm -mm. You, totally. And, like, you know, when you get people and they split apart, it's going to be messy. It's never going to be clean. Right. Like, right.
you know, it, it makes sense that these other people would be upset. There's reasons that they left. And of course, you know, when you kind of also get fired too, you're going to be more bitter about the situation. But Absolutely. it's always good to call out problems because, yeah, like it gives people an opportunity to try and fix it. Be better. Help people. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, don't be a dick. Uh, side note. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love how every satanic temple congregation has their own like unique symbol for their area. Like the satanic temple for Washington. It feels very Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> like with the green the and the black and the white. Okay. But it is very Washington as well. You have to share it. I will. Yeah, I'm taking a snip of it right now. Yeah, I want to see this shit. Yeah, I didn't realize they all had their own symbology. I didn't really look into the individual chapters. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's very so Washington. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, Illinois is like. Porn. It has like a fucking top hat on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Australia's got a kangaroo. Of course. Amazing. <laughs> There were some really, there were some really neat ones. I'm gonna try and find a couple of real. Is there quick a here British Columbia one? There I is not that. one for British Columbia. There oh. is one for Alberta, uh, oh. and they use and they use a poppy. I'm surprised oh. Alberta's got a chapter. I was I know. also I'm... really surprised. Yeah, I I saw something the other day where someone was sorting uh, provinces into. Harry Potter houses and while fuck Harry Potter it was very entertaining and they're like obviously we have our Slytherin I don't even think I need to say their name but I will it's Alberta Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. and I just started dying Uh, I like the Indiana and Louisiana ones they're very oh yeah I really like Louisiana one Uh, and I think by far my favorite one is Oddly, the Northeast Gulf Coast, which is Mississippi, Alabama, and West Florida. West Florida. <laughs> which is Have a seems like a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is That's pretty. Cool. Right? The lighthouse. I like that. Yeah. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, there is a on the Satanic Temple website, uh, you can find a congregation near you. And there are there are a lot, guys. So if this mm-hmm, is something yeah. you're interested in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or you can always just sign up and do it online. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, your email comes in about 20 minutes. Did you and sign up at the beginning of this or something? I signed up. I've been meaning to. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, oh, that was a great time. <laughs> Dope. I wanted I wanted to wait until I could get a card. And then I was like, I'm probably never going to be able to. So whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's 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 very cool. It's cool what they can help people do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was obviously like you know a little disappointed when I came across the controversy, but it's also good to recognize that. And oh yeah, hundred percent. Rec- yeah. Recognize that. Yeah. There, no 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 system of belief is a hundred percent across the board. There's always somebody who's like, yeah, this is for me, and then does something weird ass with it, and it's like. Why are you doing that? Can you not be a a, a ding dong, please? <laughs> Can you not be a donut? We don't like this. Um, if you do watch the Hail Satan documentary, the documentarians were invited to that rally. 
So if you, if, you know, watching pig heads get spiked, be uh, aware that that's, oh. that is in there for like a couple seconds, but. Oh, so much. Oh. Yeah, no, it, not, not cool. No. All right. Well, hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> hail, Satan. hail Satan. And fuck Craig. Bye. <laughs> that's it for this week. Next time, Courtney's going to take us to the wonderful world of MLMs. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Human Exception. Have a story that you want us to cover, want to tell us that we're wrong, or you just want to say hi, you can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And if you want to get in on the fun, come join us on our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend. Twilight? <laughs> uh, Pat Oswalt is playing the bird. That is staying in.